0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. I'm joined as ever by my new co-hosts, Ali and George. How are you doing, lads?
2: I'm doing all right. I, I got a stash. Um, He's got a stash for us. I haven't seen it. It's, looking, uh, it's, looking, it's um, looking interesting, should we say. It's a fashion uh, statement from him. Twitch.tv not deli, uh, slash not deli but Ali. Um, I, I, I just came off, uh, off a stream and uh, yeah, I refilled the stash for the first time. It got a good reaction, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I'm doing all right.
1: You're looking sharp, mate. You're looking sharp. Thank um, you. The Thank only you. reason I want to move time. this quickly on, we can get back to your tash in a bit, is... <laughs> I'm delighted to announce for the first time in just another football podcast history, I am joined by another Arsenal fan on this podcast. Luke, how you doing, mate? No I don't know about the light. Hey. Yeah, not bad, not bad. How is everybody? Yeah, no, we're good, mate. We're good. We're good. We're all here for uh you know, a good cause, which I'm sure we'll get to in in, a, in due course. <laughs> But um, uh, let's hope it's not the international break. (laughs) Definitely not that. Definitely not that. Uh, It's worth noting that we haven't spoken once about England on this podcast. And, well, we might do it when the Euros is on. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll leave that to be decided. Um, Before we get started, I just want to, you know, announce to everyone there's, there's some big news this weekend. George won a game on the network, say for the first time
3: yeah <laughs>
1: George how <laughs> are you feeling totally mate
3: <laughs> yeah yeah ecstatic I mean it was a dry spell of I think it was four months uh without a win uh I think it was like 14 games wow uh losing streak and you know what I will say is the old board got taken over and the game after we won so for the, for the first time so I'm Board problems or me, you know, you, there you I'll go. let you decide, I'll let you
1: Absolutely, decide. well, you know, I, I'm glad to see that you've you've broken your duck, <laughs> celebrating in true <laughs> style with a lager there, home-brewed lager, Indeed. and we love to see it. Now, Ali, I want to come to you, because yeah. you, you've sort of been quite outlandish in, in voicing some some concerns about the game <laughs> this year, should we say. Now, Ali, Ali streams a lot of FM, for those that don't know, so... He's playing a lot of this LTV game. He's got, slash, you if you didn't get what? it the first time, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of hours under his belt. He's a veteran. What do you want to talk Thank about, Ali?
2: You? I um, so in the same network save, and by the way, I don't stream the network save, but you can check it out on uh, Rob Turner XG. So no, no, we, do, we don't plug it in here. We
1: don't. We don't plug it in here. Okay, fine.
2: Yeah, check him too. out. He's a good lad yeah um fergal, Plug fergal. Care. absolutely
1: he was here last
2: last time Yep, yeah, fergal underscore care and ding bring uh those three it as yeah. well um but yes i i have a similar kind of run uh, to what george has i wasn't able to play uh one of the times because i was at work um and we uh, we played arsenal man united and man city back to back to back yeah we lost all three the morale is on the floor and then this last week when we played, we lost every game. But the first game we played, um, I had to exit the game and then come back and wasn't able to make any changes. So I've got a bone to pick <laughs> with with the with the online with the online modes in general because I'm uh, this Friday I'm involved in the waste of possession draft and that's an online mode as well. It's an online draft. The first time I was um, I was involved in it. I there was a pick where I wasn't able to find a player as well, and it kept lagging. And I know it's not my PC's problem. So um, the online modes in FM21 need paying attention to. I believe,
1: mm. yeah.
2: Even in the streamer showdowns, and we just came off a streamer showdown this weekend as we speak. Uh, well done, Clayton. He was he was immense. But there was uh, one of the games where there was all there was almost like a big issue in the last game of the group stages. I think um, Zealand and Benji had a glitch, and the results didn't match. But in the first season, that was yeah. a much bigger issue because there was a big conflict in results. From what happened in the game to what showed, I've had the that before page. as well. Yeah, this yeah, seems to think... be a
1: glitch that, like, quite a few people have had, and it sort of leads yeah. me on to to ask you this, Ali. This isn't something I've noticed in previous FMs, and I, and I'm aware it could be sort of a a confirmation bias on my side because it's happened to me, and I'm sort of thinking, well, I've not had that before, so this game, you know, must just be worse than previous ones, which I'm not necessarily suggesting is the case, but. As someone that's, obviously, you've got quite a few hours under your belt, uh, presumably across quite a few of them. Um, mm-hmm. Have you noticed more, you know, errors in this one than perhaps other FMs in, in years gone by? Or is it just that you haven't seen maybe the tangible improvement that you, you would expect?
2: So um, uh, I'm going to be honest. The first FM I played was FM20. Um, and okay. it was uh, quite a bit after lockdown started as well. yeah. I think yeah, I, yeah. The first but I even between the, the two then. But between the two um i like I didn't have any issues with the f m twenty no online, I neither. online yeah. careers um in the streaming shutdowns, I don't recall it being a big issue as well, so I think it is pretty specific to this one and what what kind of what i like what what kind of winds me up as well a little bit is that they've had a big winter update and I haven't addressed it whatsoever yeah um, i would i would also like to add the reason why uh, perhaps why we're talking
3: about this is football manager is is for us especially uh, an extremely uh, it's it's got a game with so much potential for for uh making positive moves in in football for example yeah. it it was the leading it was the first game to introduce players coming out as gay mm. you know in the future yeah, it would. It, it, uh, uh, it, it should eventually be doing uh, women's football. It'll be doing loads of new things. And yeah. it's generally one of the first to lead that. And why we want the game to be so good is because we want it to become more mainstream. And when it becomes more mainstream, people know football better because it's a game about statistics, yeah. it's a game about strategy, it's a game about um, things we t- uh, obviously. It's it's a game about stats and people don't like stats, you know. Like <laughs> I, I and I understand it because yeah. the eye test is so important. Um, but if more people play that game, there's going to be better conversations in football, and and, and the football world it just uh, and people's knowledge of the game gets enhanced, and that's just better for everyone.
2: Hundred percent. I completely agree on a personal level. I think Football Manager is the game is the thing that made me choose the career that I'm pursuing right now. Yeah. So I, I was recently accepted to um, a graduate degree in um, in in soccer and performance analytics in sport and football manager was kind of the first, it was kind of the game when I would like, I was still deciding on things and I went, yeah. yes, this is what I want to do with my life. Like I want to be able to recognize patterns and make decisions based off that. Yeah. Um, so, I owe Football Manager a lot, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Mm. But uh, but the the online thing needs to improve, and given that I have a, a pretty big draft this Friday. I'm <laughs> like i kind of half not looking forward to. So if, you, if it, you're uh, listening to this, Sports any, Interactive, any an update yeah. would be would be appreciated before Ali's draft yeah. on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a stretch because it will come out on Wednesday and then the draft is on Friday. So I, I don't, Mate, I don't l- listen. They really listen, they'll, they'll get it done for us. Um, yeah, I respect Saya. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, look, it, you know, it, I think all of us enjoy playing the game and it's certainly something yeah, we enjoy absolutely. talking about. So just for anyone listening, like if you do want us to talk a bit more about FM in more detail and sort of have people on. Uh, related to that then like please let us know because it's definitely something we're interested in doing um yeah, if course. the interest is is there for it um sort of just to move the discussion on a little bit so obviously last week we we spoke about the champions league spoke about chelsea and sort of some of the Eng- other english teams in there liverpool man city um and their prospects in there now i'm going to come on to the europa league europa league I sound under my breath because i you know, don't really love being associated with that competition, <laughs> but um, you, you got to take what you're offered. Um, at yep, the moment, it's... I think we'd be lucky to finish in the Europa League. This uh, Europa League spots this season, I'm sure Luke would agree. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll come on to the Europa League in general and sort of what you know, what what you guys think is most likely to happen, sort of what sort of chance the English teams left in it have. But just to focus more specifically on Arsenal, um, because we've got Luke on and uh, we have sort of dominate the discussion of it so far. So I want to bring you in here, mate. Um, talk to me about Mikel Artata, because obviously he's he's been the subject of a lot of discussion this season on this podcast, on fucking loads of other podcasts, mainstream media, fans online. Um, where do you stand on him
0: right now? I'm I'm all for this. Trust the process and see where it goes. Like at the end of the day, the club was going for a rebuild anyway. And if we're going to rebuild with a manager who clearly won't take poor practice, won't take um, like bad kind of professionalism from players, like with Aubameyang turning up late to the North London yeah. Derby and, and dropping him, there was a lot of controversy around that. And for me, I, I was a, I was I was a big fan of it. Like, mm. it's is massive dropping obviously our star player. Uh, yeah. In, the biggest game of arguably the biggest game of the season because we don't have a lot to play for right now. Every point does matter, but what West Ham are seven points away from exactly. us in yeah. europe League spots. So at the moment, right now, we're kind of playing for Pride. Um so those small wins like, against your, your rivals is, is huge. And so yeah, dropping a Bummyang, your club captain, your star player is, is a massive decision. But for me I think it it just shows the type of manager that he wants to be. He doesn't want to take, he doesn't want to take people having an ego. He won't like everyone's on the same level. No one's bigger than the club. And that's always kind of been an issue for Arsenal is like players have been bigger than the club. Like Sanchez felt like he was bigger than the club. So he went to United. We got Mkhitaryan. Well, that deal doesn't need to be spoken about. Um, (laughs) 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 Um,
2: That's weird, man. That's so weird. The worst swap
0: deal in football history that nobody won. (laughs) Yeah, nobody, absolutely nobody. Um. So yeah, I think for me, like Mikel and what he's doing with the players, I mean, I like it. I mean he came in, didn't he? When when he was under, when he took for over from Emory and he said that none of these players are match fit. They're seventy five percent match fit. Just like, that, that just that. shows you the the change, like yeah. in manager of a manager who's never been a professional manager. Yes, he's worked under probably one of the best managers of of our lives, but he's worked under him and and come in and gone. You know what? they're not match fit, they're not ready to go into a game. So that that's crazy, these professional players. So it just shows the, the change in, in mentality that Arteta brought us. And I mean I think right now it's crazy to think about. But I was thinking about it and, and, and Arteta's problem is beating English or British managers. He he can't beat the <laughs> typical, like Sean Dyche, David Moyes, like, he, like he's beaten Klopp three times. They have played four times, and he's beaten Klopp three of those four of those four yeah. times. Like, yeah. that's that's nuts. Like, he's beaten Mourinho. Like, he's beaten all these big managers. But he, we can't win the small games. I mean, in December, we lost to Everton, lost to Burnley, drew to Southampton, and we lost to Tottenham. And then, so that 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 it was a bleak December. It and was. then we got battered in the EFL by City went into the end of december and we won three on the bounce so i just i don't know I, i'm really enjoying where the club's going i think this next window is is massive for us um i don't enjoy yeah being yeah, where yeah. we are at the table right now no, but no. i think with the finances and everything like that he can take the club into good places and i think with players like saliba coming back i think that could be massive for us if he does bring him back yeah I think Torreira it's can be that isn't it Yeah, and I think Torreira can be a really good depth player if we do keep hold of him. I want Gwendausi far gone from this club. If I'm honest from you, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, I think we've got we're building we're finally building a spine, and that's what that's what really matters. And I think our issue now is how do we replace Aubameyang? How do we replace Lacazette? Like like, Nkentie is never going to be up to the job, in my opinion. I don't think he's he's ready for it in any way, shape, or form, and he just doesn't look like a Premiership player. So. Really, we need to focus on that now as well in this next window. Instead of just obviously, the sign of Odegaard would be massive if that's what we look to do. Yeah, but we also need someone that he can facilitate, uh, not just the attacking mid to set up a kid. Yeah, who I yeah. don't think is ready for starting Premiership football.
3: Mm. I'm um, just to follow
2: up on that. Yeah, go I'm for
3: it. Incredibly impressed with with Arsenal's board. Like, incredible. Like we know that they're patient uh, in terms of you know how long it took for for them to to fire Benga. But for them not to sack um, Arteta, I'm not talking board as in like spending, but but for them not to sack Arteta if it went wrong, and it it went wrong, like like fifteenth, you were you were looking more towards relegation than you were towards any any chance of European football. Yeah. Um, and that patience is is so key. They clearly. They clearly wanted to back him, they clearly want to back him in, in the future. They're gonna probably I hope they back him in the in the transfer window. But do you though he, <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't. But as in, it, it, for for football yeah for football yeah. I, I hope they back him in the in, in the transfer window. I want them to be competitive because it's boring when your competitors aren't, you know, competing um and he, and you want to see a club like arsenal in in, in the top 6 race mm. uh, because they're cuz they're an interesting club and they've always had um I, apart from like not i mean I'm a Chelsea fan so I always hated arsenal but all of my friends would say uh, up north yeah arsenal arsenal are my second club because they play good football like, yeah. that was the that was the uh, the Wenger time mm. um and now I feel like they've they've lost that a little bit. So, and what they're doing with Arteta is they're trying to build that 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 Wenger again. That that's someone that you can love, that someone you can can really um, get behind. Although, what I would disagree with Luke, I don't think the Abamyang decision was particularly strong. I think it was quite an easy. I think it was quite an easy decision considering Abamyang's. Like, Abamyang came into form a little bit, but he wasn't. Uh, world beating, Lacazette was on fire. It didn't seem to me like something that it it, it wasn't going to keep him up at night. Obviously, he didn't have a long time to, to make the decision, but it wasn't it wasn't something that he. he I don't think he, he had to worry. Yeah,
0: about I, I I do agree. Like it, it wasn't more. It wasn't more the fact that I think it was a Bamiyang in form. I think it's it, it was more the fact that it's your club captain. Yeah. it's mm. a player that we're spending a lot on to pay his wages every week um and a player that I I would say from what we can see obviously outside of the club is is quite influential in the dressing room so it's that's that's a big thing as well I think 100% agree he's not like even now Aubameyang is not in the form that he needs to be in at all um for us to be achieving what we want to be achieving um and I know there's a lot of talk of Possibly selling him or, or looking looking to offload him in in the best way, and and I think we have this conversation all the time. It's like where where does he go? Like who's who's going to pay to get him off that yeah. contract and to and to pay that sort of big bucks that he is probably going to cost. He won't cost obviously a groundbreaking amount at his age, but it's more about you're now paying really to get uh, help Arsenal get him out of that contract more yeah. than anything. Totally agreed, totally agreed. I want to I want to pick up on something George just said there about
1: how. Opposition fans would warm to Arsenal because they played such good football. And they did under Wenger. It was very it was very technical in the build-up. They had a lot of flair players, I think. Um, you know, at times he probably went overboard with getting too many of the same profile of player, but the football was really good. Now, earlier this season, sort of before Christmas, the football it was the worst I've seen in supporting Arsenal in my lifetime, yeah. and, and I include the sort of disastrous, turgid tenure of Unai Emery in that. Right? It was worse than that. Now, Ali, on this exact podcast, on this very podcast, uh, you know, you, you came on and and you were very critical of it, and I think based on what we were seeing, you were absolutely, you know, entitled to be and 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 correct to be. The only thing I sort of threw at you at the time is. I am still not convinced this is the way he wants us to, to set up and win football yeah. matches long-term. Now, at the time, you could sort of make the argument that he could have done it better. But, it, it, you know, at the time, it appeared to me like when he was getting asked questions on it and, and he's sort of defending the way that we're trying to put loads of crosses into the box and, and build up, you know, slowly from the back. And I, I just thought it as a manager that he can't just turn around and go, look, it's they're just not doing anything I tell them to do because then I think you show an even bigger sign of weakness so my question to you would be having sort of seen where Arsenal have gone since Christmas bringing a number 10 into the team sort of ditching the three at the back are you now more convinced of the the direction he wants to take Arsenal and even if he's not the man necessarily to do it
2: yes so look the the fact that Arsenal were in a proper relegation battle at the time and now they're they might have a realistic shot at Europa League, let's say. That in and of itself is impressive. But what I'm especially impressed by is it's like the the morale was on the ground in December. Yeah. I personally I didn't see a way back from from that because it was clear to me that the players will not have been impressed by what he's instructing them to do because it clearly wasn't working. It was, it was pretty confusing to, to watch because he's doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just not working. And, yeah. you know, we all know the quote and to be able to change that, to make very little changes and, utilize players better there was a very especially with Odegaard and uh, Smith Rowe yeah. it's a very impressive tactical shift in utilizing them in center midfield one dropping off and one going on the right to support Aubameyang or Lacazette on the uh, sorry on the left hand side yeah and the left flank and going back to the the idea of overloading one side over the other and that's happened time after time we've scored loads of goals with that it was especially uh, apparent in loads of chances against Leeds. yeah the way that he's he done it yeah yeah and it, like that was the time that was the point where i was like oh, okay like something something might be happening here and he could he could be changing it around and maybe you know you could say it came at a good time it was especially suited to playing Leeds, but since then, it seems like he's been he's been trying to carry out a similar kind of uh, principle every game. And his ability to turn that around and to utilize the play better. Obviously, the other guard signing in and of itself is is massive. Yeah. Um, and he's been he's been probably the best player for you all since he came in. Definitely. In my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Um so he's made a massive difference, but Arteta's way of utilizing guard as well as well is uh is something very impressive and something that makes me say you know look i was wrong about this arsenal are going somewhere at least um i would say like let's see where the season takes you yeah and then yeah. next season i don't trust the board to do anyth- anything i no and that's the, thing, can... that's the thing isn't it
3: that's the yeah
2: but i would also trust arteta to um, use the players that he has at the moment to uh, at least have a better start to the season than this season. Yeah, no, no, I
1: totally agree. I totally agree. I I think the way I'd kind of summarise where Arsenal are at the moment is, pre-Christmas, I absolutely hated everything about what we were trying to do. I I, I didn't understand it. I didn't see how it would produce results on a consistent basis, and we weren't Mm -hmm. good at doing it. Now I watch it. Since Christmas, we've... One seven drawn four lost three right so there's still that inconsistency there I think someone put a stat out the other day including the Europa League our last nine games we've won three drawn three lost three right so mm. the results aren't necessarily coming yet mm. but the difference for me and I'm you know I'm sure Luke will sort of share this opinion is I can I'm much more on board with what he's trying to do with the football he's trying to get us playing the way he's trying to progress the ball the way he's trying to attack teams and hurt teams. It's just we need to get better players at doing it, rather than just being completely at odds with what the managers trying to get them to do. Like before Christmas, I, I, honestly, I could not tell you how we were trying to win games. I it, it made no sense to me. Now it makes sense to me. And and as you said, it's kind of going to be about who's he going to get in the summer. What what kind of you know leverage is he going to get from the board? Because I don't think he's going to get tons of money. So. There's going to be decisions, you know, that have to be made on certain players. Maybe a couple of our young players. Someone like Lacazette. Uh, does he bring back one of, you know, Torreira or Ganduzi? Because we're very short in central midfield. There's a lot of big decisions that are going to take place at Arsenal this summer. Um, but I, I tr- I'm inclined to trust him a lot more now than I was sort of November, December time, where it was. I find myself defending him not necessarily because of what I'm seeing, but because of other people. I sort of hold accountable for the mess we found ourselves in so you know it's positive for Arsenal um and that kind of moves the discussion on quite nicely to you know what kind of chance do they have at winning the Europa League because it's a pretty presentable draw they've got
0: themselves I mean yeah it's very presentable um and I think it's it's where we can really really look to I don't know, like improve our season and give us something. I mean, it's it's key. I mean, like like we're saying about these acquisitions and the board next season in terms of sign-ins and, and who we bring in. I mean, you look at the signing like Odegaard, is he going to want to stay at Madrid where he's going to be playing Champions League football, where he's going to be getting to the latter stages of the Champions League? Yeah. Or is he going to want to come back to Arsenal where we might not even have Europa League football? Um. So I think for, for us to, to win the Europa League is big and and with the draw we've got is... Is even better. Um, obviously, a lot of people want us to beat, beat Slavia Prague for for a lot of different reasons. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, we go. It, we might go play Emory, and, yeah. and that that's big. That, I mean, that's big for the club. I think that's big for the. It the certainly fans, is. For the club. Um. So yeah, I think this is our best path to really have like this. This people say like I've said this is a five year rebuild and if he pulls this off, it takes two years off that rebuild. Yeah. it allows it, yeah, him it to yeah. get so much more funds and so much more availability to players? Like I understand the whole jokes that get made about Arsenal in terms of the pull the club has and these jokes that we made about certain players and we sign them. But at the end of the day, the club did, does have some sort of pull still. It is still one of the best clubs in England. And we signed a very, very respectful player in Thomas Partey. Yes, it was his. it was his transfer clause. But you still have to agree terms with the player, and the player still has to want to come to the club. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, I think if we really want to push on, it, it's so important. Totally agree. What, what, what
1: do you think, um, Ali and George? You know, have they got a shot at winning the Europa League?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think just to yeah, go, like even players. I, I mean, you mentioned Tom. Thomas Partey, but Ud- Udegaard and and even at the time, Danny Cabellos. I know he's not a very good footballer. He's not been very good for. But he starts to convince
1: him at the time. Yeah, yeah
3: he, was, he was. He was. He was considered, you know, a real. No,
2: he was. He's a not a very talent. good footballer. No, no. You know what I mean? He's yeah, yeah I totally agree top. with you, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> it was it was very good yeah, yeah, it
0: was. He was.
3: He was extremely well um, regarded, especially in Madrid. Um, and they wanted to, they wanted to loan him out so that he could improve and, and yeah. be in the team, rather than it, it wasn't a, oh, we're loaning you out because you're not, you know, you're not good enough. In your yeah, team. and he wanted but, the project well, as you're saying, like he was convinced yeah, by it. I so. think, uh, yeah, and I think so. Um, do you have a chance? You've got a fantastic draw. I mean, if you look at the other teams, apart from Zagreb, uh, that you've got the best draw. Very, our um, Decent.
1: Emery worries me. He really worries me in Europe. I've yeah. seen him do it for Arsenal. I know we lost the final, but we we beat Napoli in the quarters and Valencia in the semis, which on paper were hard ties. Like Liverpool played Napoli we, that season in the Champions League, and I think it was did we two, beat the,
0: Milan that season as well, didn't we? Uh, was, uh, was it that season? Where I don't know if oh, that was that under Wenger. Season the season before I remember us playing I don't know if we played them in the Europa it might have been we did it we currently.
1: beat them 2-0 but I don't know if that was the year before if it was it sort of adds to the point but um, even still I've seen him do it we beat you know and it, it, it was Napoli under Ancelotti I believe 2018-19 um, he would have still been there they played Liverpool in the Champions League that they could have gone through Alisson makes a save well, in the, last one save, minute, the right?
2: most important save in our history
1: yeah, well, it's a very good case for that. So, you know, they were no mugs. We beat them over two legs, pretty convincingly. He beat Valencia in the semis. So I've seen him do it. He's He's a pragmatic manager. It doesn't work over 38 games because I just don't think you can... I think you need to have some sort of established way of playing. I don't think you can sort of chop... I think he confused people. But in knockout <laughs> competition... I think you can do it from tie to tie. You can go, look, we're playing these guys and they do things a bit differently in their league and you know they, they're they sort of going to hurt us in different mm. ways. So I, I want us to set up this way. And, and it worked. So,
3: yeah, the, the, sorry, the go for reason it. I, just, The only reason I'd say it's the easier draw is because, uh, A... You don't want to play an English team, definitely English not with our record you against English no, I, teams as well. Like, even yeah. like, you, I don't think any single English team wants to play an English team in either Champions League or the UEFA League. Like, it, it, unless it's, I mean, it's, yeah, or I don't, maybe that's just my
1: opinion.
0: no, no, totally agreed, totally on board with yeah. it. Yeah, no, United, United fans don't want to play us right now, they it. say fact, they, they don't, though. They haven't, they haven't scored, they haven't scored no, against no, us, no, 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 yeah, exactly. So.
3: <laughs> I, I bet Man United fans yeah. wouldn't. We got them um,
0: scared, mate.
3: <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the embarrassment of of. It's not just embarrassment, but it's, it's the it's the. There's more to lose. There's more to lose. Hundred yeah.
1: percent. That's a very good way of putting it. Against another alongside
3: team. that, Ajax and Roma are no mugs, and especially in this competition, they've got they've got quite a lot of history. Uh, both of them actually, really. I mean, Roma not so much anymore, but they're Champions League sides in a way. They're Roma really have really been great.
2: excellent this year this season. By the way, yeah, they they're I think Yeah, so at times.
3: You've got the easier draw to the final, in my opinion. You've got you've got a huge chance.
1: It's just who we come chance. up against, I suppose,
0: I in think that final. Our problem with before we, I know we're talking about this this draw and and where we can get to with Villarreal and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I think like the, the harder game really is that Slavia Prague game. I mean, like we talk about Villarreal, mm. their star centre backs out in, in Paul Torres. We don't know, I don't know how long he's out for, but he is injured at the moment. Um. And I know Ebora, who's a big player for them, is is out at the moment as well. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's two big players that we can kind of look to be happy about being out. But we look at the Slavia-Prague game, and uh, that's just the type of team that beats Arsenal. It's a team that's never-say-die attitude. Mm. It's a team that wants to beat us with everything that's being said from about them by the English media at the moment and everything like that. Yeah. It's a team that's going to be tenacious. It's not going to give up. It's going to chase every ball. And that's the type of team that it, if it is. we crumble. Yeah. It, it, they will beat us,
2: it, it, and that's I, the
1: problem. I think you've, from their side, you've put it quite well. The only reason I would sort of count to that is we've seen them do it twice now. They've knocked Leicester out, mm. and I know Rangers maybe aren't quite at the sort of quality of maybe a top half Premier League team, but they they'd be all right. They'd be a decent side. They've run away with the Scottish league, and mm. they put them out. We've got no excuse to be caught cold or surprised by their ability, their tenacity. There's zero excuse for Arteta and the players there. So it doesn't mean it won't happen, but it it shouldn't happen. It really shouldn't. We should be well on our game for that tie and fully expect to go through. Um, But we are talking about Arsenal here, so
2: (laughs) you just (laughs) never know. know. You you just never know. I was surprised. But uh, I would say go batter Slavia Praha. Like, absolutely demolish them. Um and then the the Dinamo Zagreb variant one is gonna be tight, but I think you have an excellent chance. And the final is just one game. It's a one so off. Yeah. It's a one off. You could just make it a bore fast. Absolutely. I mean nil nil when on penalties. <laughs> it could
0: it could be horrible because if I you mean, think about it.
2: it yeah, it we've been there
0: before Dynamo with English well. teams
1: in the final. You've
0: yeah,
3: got yeah. you've got more to gain than 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 let's say Man United Everybody. as well because Man, Man United have Champions League right. Yeah, They've they, they more... they're going to
1: get in the Champions League and, I, yeah. and just, yeah. I mean, just to move hey, well, on. to talk about a bit about Man United right. I was yeah. I'm worried by them going out the FA Cup and the reason I'm worried by it is because it's becoming a bit of a more topic. It, like it, it's coming up more and more now the fact that look, solskjaer has been there. He's building this project and so maybe we can talk about him in a minute. But he hasn't won a trophy yet they need to be winning trophies they haven't won anything since 2017. It's going to be four years so if they don't win anything this year it will be going on five years by the time they get around to it you know next year if they were to win something for a, for a club of their size that that you can't go on runs like that. so with that in mind like do you think the fact that it's their last chance to silverware this season like does it does it does it help them or does it hinder them in terms of the kind of the, the mindset they go into it with?
3: I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's their last chance of Silverware. Sorry for taking me, but um, That's all right. I wouldn't say it's it's their last chance of silverware. Solskjaer's clearly getting better. This on the season job. though. Uh oh this season. Yeah yeah. Yeah. You hopefully yeah. League. Yeah. League's it. I mean there's no that's, chance of them getting better. Yeah, League. that's what I mean. Um, so. I yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think silverware's so important. If if you if they don't do it, it's another um, and we'll we'll got get on to this man later it's another thing Jose Mourinho can, <laughs> can hold over Man United don't spoil that no I won you I won you a trophy I won you two trophies I got you second in the league and I've done best than any other manager post Ferguson right yeah. and that's what Jose Mourinho will call yeah him. yeah you know, absolutely he'll, you know what he'll he shout does. it from the rooftops yeah. and he'll say it's his greatest ever achievement that he got you know and, and if Man United carry on as they are it's um. I mean, you can disagree, but it's hard to disagree in in, in a sense because they spent so much money. Like yeah. you talk about and how like don't kind of you're not convinced that you know if they're going to really back the manager. Man United are the opposite; they spend so much money and yet they still get the wrong players in, and they still somehow the squad doesn't look set, even though they spend eighty million pounds on a centre back uh, and whatnot. So you got to you got to I mean. If they don't win it this year, they're just going to throw another hundred million, I, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, that's their last chance. Yeah. Their chance they can yeah. What
2: do What do you because, think, Alex? Sorry, it's... you look like you were going to say something there. Recruitment at Man United is uh, subpar, at least.
3: Why? Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: get a get a director of football I don't understand how clubs operate without a director of football and without like the a football guy taking football decisions much like Chelsea hiring managers without like the opinion of someone that understands football I I don't understand it like in modern football the biggest problem with it is the ability of boards without any kind of understanding of the game being able to Take decisions that influence the future of the game and the future of their respective football clubs. And that winds me up so bad. Well, the, they're, and have... they're a good example of
1: that with, with Ed Woodward mm. running the football side for what's been what yeah. like seven, eight years. And exactly, they haven't sniffed a title since he did that.
2: So, yeah, it... they've done terrible. Si- Pogba for a world record fee uh, it has been a, a failure, considering how much they spent for it. And yeah. I, I don't care how good Pablo is as a player.
1: No, he's I don't care not how good he is for France either. That's defeat. the other thing that gets thrown at you yeah. if you criticise Exactly, He's great for France. Well,
2: I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, he's
3: nothing for Man United. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't
2: done enough. Good, he hasn't so. done enough. Um, Harry Maguire for 80 million. Clearly not worth it. No. <sighs> totally and there's agreed. loads of examples, other examples of that. Um, oh. No,
1: I I I totally agree. I think their only good signing in the post Ferguson era has been uh, era has been Bruno Fernandez. Like proper good top quality oh, signing. Right? He's been exactly class. what they needed as well. He, he's been top well, quality. But bar him should... Sorry. Yeah. like yeah, no 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 um all I was gonna say is bar him who else has been really good? I think they've had some competent oh. signings. Like some Man United <laughs> fans will probably say like Ander Herrera. But he's a bog
0: standard player or whatever. And there's a few other examples. Like, they're just average, you know, square pegs, I square mean, holes. I don't I don't think anyone I mean, I didn't know this until I actually looked. Um the Fred cost them 50
1: million. Yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? And they talk about him like, you know, <laughs> they talk about him like he costs five million. They're like, yeah, he can't pass, <laughs> yeah. but he runs around. Well, you know. Get, get yourself a Labrador or whatever. Like seriously, like he's absolutely <laughs> he's a Labrador. Yeah, no,
2: yeah, the only true. player
3: I'd say counter that is is I guess Wan Basaka who who fills a role perfectly, I suppose. He's good. Oh, he's mm-hmm. not great. I think mean, I because, think he's good. I think he needs we, to we improve full-backs are difficult to find. What I also want to say is Yeah, that, absolutely like, if you want if you want a transfer policy, look at Leicester, right? Uh, yeah. No Is it Sienchu? Exactly. Sienchu as the centre-back is three times the player of Maguire, and they bought him to replace, replace Maguire yeah. at a cheaper price. Like, come on, Man United.
2: And then where when where are...
3: Wh- why are you not
2: looking uh, at... Include Arsenal, Arsenal in, in that as well. was there before sorry. Maguire, though. No, uh, sorry, um, since Maguire was there. I think.
0: I, they, used, they used the money on for I thought
2: they, they used... Oh, right, right, half the that, which and, is even I mean, more aggressive.
0: I mean you could yeah. use that argument, yeah. <laughs> like Fafana is again a, an incredible. It's another great signing. French centre back, yeah. yeah. Inc- absolutely incredible. But that uh, like you're, you're right to,
1: You're right to put Man United in there as, as a club that should be learning from, from Leicester's recruitment. But mm. even more so Arsenal. They've displaced us in yeah. that top six at the moment, right? And it and it hurts yeah. me to say that because I, I dislike Leicester, probably because I'm envious of them, right? But, it, it, you know, it All pains right, me dude. to say I'm they just... put us to shame with the way they're run on, comparably, it's a shoestring budget, the size of that club and, and the finances they're working with. So, mm. you know, clubs like Arsenal and Man United have a lot to learn from them, uh, in my opinion. I
0: think you don't like Leicester, Harry, as well, because oh, of, of that season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, season. they definitely didn't beat us to a title. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
1: <sighs> God. Don't, don't don't bring that up, God.
2: <laughs> <I'm here today. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um.
1: Just just to close on Man United before we get to the the big segment of the show, what everyone's been waiting for, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> wow. It, it's a loaded question, and it's probably an entire podcast in itself. But has Ollie done a good job? Well, you know,
2: it, that's a loaded question. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that
0: is a loaded question. I mean, that's a very loaded question. Go on do like look right. We look at them now, right? They're they're second in the Premier League. Are they criminally over overachieving? I think they are. I, I agree. I think they've picked up some some criminal wins, and I think they've they've picked up some very good points at the same time as well. But I mean, I'm not completely sure on Ollie's record against the top six, but I'm almost certain it's it's not been great. Not and this a, season. Friends of the United not fan. He said that they just play defensive football. Against the top six, and I'm almost certain that's the case. Yeah. Because he tried to do it against us. It worked at, at, the, at the Emirates, but it, it didn't work at Old Trafford. Yeah. The, the,
1: since that Tottenham game where they got hump 6 1, it's almost like they've learned from that and yeah. gone, we need to keep it tighter in these big games. And I think they've had like five or six nil nil draws. Um, yeah. Which is, is too many. Well, what about you, uh, uh, Georgia? Sorry.
3: It's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's. I think it's quite telling that we're 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 even debating this. Man United should be winning titles every every other season.
1: Least competing they, for
3: them. Uh, yeah. In, in terms of their spend, their expectations, their pull, they should be winning titles every three you know every three season every third season. Having said that, I mean Gone second quiet. in the league, second in league. <laughs> Could win the Europa League? Yeah.
2: I don't know. It I... is yeah, a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's like... such
0: a weird way of looking at it. Might like, need another podcast for that. <laughs> anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I would say, though, that um, I wasn't too sure about Ali earlier, much like Arteta, interestingly. But he's he, he takes. Weird tactical decisions at times, and I don't know if we have the time to get into them, but he, he takes weird tactical decisions at times, but he also takes quite smart ones as well. Uh, the fact that he went 2-0 away pretty recently against Man City. He's done it a uh, few times against Guardiola. He can clearly he set the last team up. Last, season, last season he won three times, wasn't it, against Man City? Yeah, yeah beaten three times. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's clearly
1: competent. Very competent. They they play um, for him as well. The players They're like whenever he's on yeah, the edge.
2: They, yeah, he they pull a result they out know. of fire. Yeah, they know. It seems like there's a, a good club atmosphere in Man United. To be fair, much better than Jose. Um, so that's <laughs> at least something that's going just, for them. But again, wait, it Ali, just revolves we'll around we'll to the conversation. We'll get there. We we'll get we'll get you there. there. Um, You're it, too it eager. All... <laughs> I am. It it all revolves back to, in my opinion, to the fact that. The, the recruitment at Man United should be, the decisions should be taken by a manager. If you don't have a director of football, if it's uh, not the manager, if you hire a director of football, certainly they should be in discussion with the manager to take the, you know, the the recruitment decisions that benefit the team. Mm. And then they play for the team you get results on the pitch. Only football people should be taking football decisions. I, I agree. Now, Now, in terms of spending, that's something that's up to the board. Fine. But at least, you know, the, the decision on who to buy should be taken by scouts, by a director of football, by the manager, and that's it.
3: Yeah. I, t- I tell you what, and I think it'd be a perfect system at Man United to have a director of football who knows football, because uh, ahead, of, like above Ollie Ollie is not a tactical genius, but my god, I think he's the best man manager in the Premier League.
1: Right he, there's a case for it, isn't
3: there? Be- yeah. his, his ability to take the pressure off People like Pogba, like Pogba was spouting off some rubbish about leaving the club on the in- international break. Um, and this up rubbish. no, no, a-, a while ago. And
2: oh, that was uh, his agent. I don't yeah, think you know. Uh, really
0: sorry, that. was it his Pogba agent, knows what his agent yeah, was kind of talking for him. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, Mina was and, talking for him.
3: And what what happened was Oli just defused it. I don't know how he managed it, but he 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 spoke out. He diffused it. He took and he takes the he takes the bullet mm-hmm. for everything. He'll say, you know, it, and he'll compliment his players after a loss. And I hate it. But looking back... Yeah,
1: there's it, some pictures that do the rounds. Yeah, that's there, awful there's off awful ones. Smiling after the one. defeats.
3: But at the same time, it's clearly creating a, a culture, a club atmosphere that the players feel protected. Yeah. Pressure's and off. The, the, uh, yeah, the pressure's off. Uh, whether that'll win them... That's the, the thing, isn't it? I don't think so. That's see. That's why he's the opposite, again, Jose. But uh, Jose wins trophies. That's
2: the difference.
1: Yeah. Well, did but win trophies. He... You, you know, you 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 you're so keen to get that, lads, and. Oli's a big there. discussion, so uh, we're definitely <laughs> going to come back to it, because they're, they're, I'm sure with the Europa League, there'll be a lot to talk about, and yeah. Man United mm-hmm. and themselves are a huge discussion from this season, because I think Luke put it perfectly when he said that they've picked up results, but they've not played that well. I can't think of five games they've played really well in this season, but they're second I mean, in the
0: league, so... Yeah, I mean, look, look, you look back to that Brighton game, like, I know it's it's one one out of however many games we've played this season, but... That VAR controversy in that game where the game was over and then he pulled it back right. for the penalty and everyone was like, "What's going on?" And Everyone's so confused. Like,
1: that's don't get Alex. I know that's because of VAR, but
0: we've never ever seen that in the prem before, and that and that's just crazy that yeah. like, that even occurred. So, no, yeah, it was bonkers. Think it, was bonkers. It, it, it is like mad what all he's doing in terms of the players and keeping the players in a good position. But can he carry on doing it next year? Just I don't know. How long does it take before he fizzles out with man management? Yeah.
1: No, and I think it's a, it's a good discussion to to have again on this podcast at some point. Uh, sort of seeing how they finish the season. Now, you know, we've been going about three quarters of an hour, so I've kept you all in suspense, kept you all waiting. I, I'm sure Boy. we're keen to get into this. <laughs> let's let's talk about Spurs. Um, oh no! Let, yes. Let's talk about Spurs and, and probably laugh at Spurs. To be fair, I'm trying to keep the smile off my face and keep this professional. But, <laughs> um, I mean,
0: who wants to start here? I mean, good <laughs> Jesus. Um, Go on, Ali. I know you've been itching.
2: Go on. Um. Okay. <laughs> the. Uh, okay. How how do how do I how do I start? Where do you want me to be to start su- me, Do you know what? Me. Okay. <sighs> Talk to me about their
1: squad. Right. Look at where they okay. are this season. They're seventh in the league, I believe. Sixth. 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 Are they sixth? Oh, they are above us. Okay. Right. So. Is that squad the sixth best squad in the league,
2: in your opinion? No, okay. absolutely not. Really?
1: Not.
2: Absolutely not. This squad is, by names, the second best squad. Wow. Wow. Or third? Let's let's see. Ge- George is
0: shaking what, his with head. That third, without defense. Yeah, no, After... I'm
2: not as convinced, but I want to hear your case for it. After uh, Manchester City and Liverpool, Tottenham have. The third. Well, oh, better than Chelsea. You can make a case. You can make the case for Chelsea. I just mm. think that Tottenham, up front, have players that you like. Would you take Harry Kane or Giroud or Tammy or? Um, yeah, but or Harry Vernon. Kane's the best striker in Europe.
0: Yeah, let's not have the Kane Tammy okay. debate because people will stop. We've <laughs> 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 got the, the, the same gold to game ratio. We <laughs> will,
2: will you take? Pulisic or Son, and I'm an American. I think we all know oh, the answer yeah. to that. I mean, yeah, we well, you know they are. Take, I'd take Pulisic over their other wingers, though.
0: Um, like, yeah, on the um, right. Yeah, over Lame- Lamella. 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 I don't know, Bergwijn. I, I like Bergwijn. I, I, it pains me to say that as an Arsenal fan, but I actually do like the look of Bergwijn as a player.
2: I do like Bergwijn. I think he's not being used in the right way. Yeah, I think Bergwijn would, would be much better suited to an inverted rock. Yeah,
1: nah. he's just not going to get in on that left side though, is he? We're, we're exactly. Nah. There. Um so okay, so you say no Ali. What do you think George and and Luke obviously as well? What you, I mean, are they where they should be with that squad?
3: It's so bizarre because like Ali mentioned that that front line is absolutely it's 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 mm. potentially the best in the world. Like I, I know that's nah. that. Nah. I'm sorry. does means... not get carried away here. No. George. I'm I mean, sorry, if you put, case put, put, If you put Kane, Son, and Gareth Bale in Bayern Munich's team, in Real Madrid's team, in Barcelona's team, they wipe the floor with the lead. Mm. Um, like, genuinely, that front three, I think it's the best front three in the world. Having said that, their back four is absolutely woeful. Yeah. Like, so bad.
2: Mm.
3: Aurier, Serge Aurier, I don't know how he's still at the club. He's hes so unreliable. Probably better
1: than like, the guy they signed as well, which says and, a lot about him. It. And that's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't, the, the is... he, yeah, go like just quickly touch on Darty. That signing makes no sense, like at all. At like like he's a he's a right wing back playing in Nuno's system. He's he gets covered for defensively. You put him in a fullback, he's been exposed, and, and that's he. We've seen that all. See, yeah, that, it's yeah, not it already no fault sense, that it's No, not, I don't think it is it's fault fault. at all. It's the system he's being played in versus the system he used to
2: play in. But as a player, Darty is ten times the player he is. Yes. Yeah, but, but maybe not but in the back saying, four. Was Bale in yeah, front of him? A,
3: he's yeah. not a top four player. He's not a top four player. Dia is not a top four player. Aldevareld yeah. was a top four player. He's this this any- is the
1: point. This is the and, and you're absolutely right. He was a top four player. I've just had a look at mm. it. Tottenham. If you think of their probably you know their three best seasons in that 2015 to 2018 period. Two of those seasons they had the best defensive record in the league. They had a reliable yeah. back four and goalkeeper in that time. And obviously you had Kane yeah. doing his thing and Deli Ali and Ericsson and whatever ahead of them. The biggest thing for me with Tottenham, which is different from what it was then, their back four is like not even, it doesn't even compare. It, it honestly doesn't compare and and, you, and you've put it well there. The defence is poor I'm not convinced by the midfield either. People, you know, aren't going to like this. Um, mm. I'm not massively uh, like, sold. I'm, I'm not massively sold on Hoyberg, because I think he's a limited player. I think he's good at what he does. I right? think he's an
0: incredible player that they've, they've for them for, for their system and how for what they, they were doing play, earlier in I the think, season. Yeah, I think yeah. he wants like he is an incredible option for them. To, I think to the he's, price a, they got. he's a very good
1: square peg in a square hole. I think his form's been mm. pretty poor since Christmas though, and he's not the only
2: one. Granted. The, their collective form has been pretty poor um, this Christmas. The, the rest I, of I the have midfield, there,
0: you know, Sissoko. I, I mean, going back to the what saying, like, oh, the defense, no, no. like Harry, like, I think, like, Davinson Sanchez, I mean, three, four years ago, he was tipped. He was Colombian. He, he, he was coming to the league whenever i think it was about three years ago he came to league everyone was very excited by him he was quick he was strong he looked good and he's just been a calamity this he whole has. season yeah. in terms of performance yeah that, that the young like the young welsh guy Roden, um he looks decent i mean we've not seen a lot of him we've seen bits and bobs of him and tangana is he really an option for spurs in the long term he hasn't looked Tangana made three
2: league appearances
0: they they shouldn't yeah. be starting those guys though at, the, at this time in
1: their careers. I, I'm sorry, like unless you're the next like John Terry coming through for Chelsea or Tony mm. Adams at Arsenal, you should not be starting. It, well, it...
3: this is this is why I'm a little bit more sympathetic to Jose than perhaps other people are. Yeah, is if you um if you compare the defense, the Inter and the Chelsea defenses to to this Spurs defense, Terry and Carval- uh, Carvalho. Yeah, Um, Ferrari, Galas, Inter. I think he had Zanetti. He had Walter
1: Samuel, Lucia. Mm. Yeah,
3: Walter Samuel. uh, Like those players uh, uh, compared to Eric Dyer and uh, very (laughs) ageing Alderweireld, Aurier and and Ben Davies. They're incomparable. They're leagues apart. There's nothing like you can't. So So let
1: me ask you this then, right? And I totally agree with you. If you have a defence which is vulnerable to put it nicely why would you play in a way
0: that relies on your defense which exactly. is exactly right there we go <laughs> Got to win games with the best of, like like george said who he thinks is the best attack in the world yeah over over like just just score so many that, that teams can't beat you like if you're that good just <laughs> just score loads it makes loads more of sense guns. doesn't it yeah like why? Not, not. it's not a feasible option in the long term but yeah
2: why I'm... I say I like the Spurs squad very. So sorry, George. Why I say why I say um, Spurs are the third or fourth best squad in the league is because they're so capable. Their back four has have they changed the back four except from uh, from since uh, uh since they kind of mini league challenge under they Martitano, had you know, and Rose runs to the feedback and that rose. rose was
0: obviously younger and different younger. players. So no the
2: guys no no well. i i i i, I mean the, 19th, the Champions championship run and that's some oh, they were um, no
0: not really no no it hasn't no no
2: Aurier and ben go. davies but all cuz raleigh making on his the reason why they um, they went on and had a terrible kind of last period in the league and lost the Champions League final pretty unceremoniously is because of burnout. Because they had a pretty yeah. thin squad and the the physical demand. Yeah, they didn't in sign any did Was it, exactly they didn't sign anyone, and uh, the the physical demand on them is well documented. The the Pochettino's training sessions were quite exhausting. Yeah, and and it affected their their games and their results. But they—they're such a capable side, playing possession football, playing football, having the ball, commanding the game, and Mourinho is just going completely against that. So Queen okay, you know. so let, let's let's move on to Mourinho.
1: I, I, obviously, I saw, I saw a stat about Mourinho, which is he's come in and spent last January, spent in the summer. He spent ninety-two million in in five seasons. Pochettino spent a hundred million net spend. As we said, he didn't get a transfer budget when he got into a Champions <sighs> League final. I mean, how are they where they are with Mourinho? In, I mean, it has gone so spectacularly wrong. If you think about it, they beat Arsenal in early December. They were top of the table. Yeah. I mean, since then it's been it's been freefall. I don't think they've beaten a team in the top half since then. It isn't isn't that? Well, it isn't it is might it? be Aston Villa in the last game, but like other than that. So how are we where we are with Spurs? I mean I'm loving it, but
2: I I do wanna lead on this again, I'm sorry. Yeah, um of course. I'm taking a lot of airtime here. Um it's so for half the season they performed well, and for the other half it's completely catastrophic. Teams triggered them out after they mm-hmm. played them, you know they, they, really they, they played with i did a video on my youtube channel mm. tactically speaking yeah um <laughs> i i did a vi- like a, a review after the quarter of the Premier League was done um around November time and it was like they were top of the league then and but it was so unidimensional kane and son had contributed like three quarters of the goals or something man and it was it was a case of one of them drops in form or gets an injury and they're done for. Yeah, they were because, scoring at very
1: very good rates. Like they were very clinical. They they would take one chance per game and it was in. Yeah, and and over yeah, they were
2: season, so performing. People miss
1: chances. You're you're more likely to miss a chance than score one. Yeah. And they were scoring the, like hmm. you know the most nondescript of chances. The
3: the, the the way the best way to describe it was unsustainable. The yeah. way they were playing mm. was unsustainable. Exactly. I think if, they, if they do, I mean, it, it, you can do that in knockout football because there's so limited yeah. in the number of wow. games. But eventually, well, yeah, we'll go on. <laughs> well, <Where>? um, <laughs> you could, <laughs> yeah, you could. could if they were I'm still in it. <laughs> Theoretically, can. <laughs> what? Um, but but what what? But yeah, I, I think it was just a matter of time, right? It, it wasn't even that they found out statistically that they were not creating chances, so they weren't gonna. They, so they, the goals dried up, uh, their defense got worse because they tried to push forward more. Yeah. Um. i I. You know what? I. I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, Jose Mourinho at the end of next summer. Uh, if they haven't already signed a centre-back, does exactly the same thing he did at Man United. Yeah. And scream and shout and kick up a fuss about... Because mm. they didn't... Obviously, they hadn't signed Maguire and he was looking... Yeah, back, he wanted Boateng, uh, didn't he? And he was, like, throwing his wanted toys Boateng, at the I ground. think he actually wanted uh as well.
1: Yeah, he uh, wanted someone.
3: And he, he will do that at Spurs if they don't back him. Uh, because he's... Because... I don't, I don't know what it is with Jose Mourinho. He, he used to be so charming, and now the, ear the the feeling of, um, maybe it was he was, was just a little bit mysterious. Maybe that's that's just gone now, right? Yeah, um, I, I, it's something not not quite quantifiable. Having said that, Tottenham can still get top four. Tottenham yeah. can still get top four. Yeah, yeah, imagine. Um, if they I do, think... if they do, it's a good season, right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, no, it is. Expected they top four didn't. in the
1: Carabao Cup is a good yeah. season for them, but they could easily finish seventh and lose the final. And then it's a the season. I don't I mean, think they yeah, will win the, the best, best team Cup. in the league. Yeah, they
2: won't win the Carabao Cup yeah. in my opinion. No, no I mean, they have to be the very, very lucky. lucky. Yeah, um, there the time. I'm not sure no we can do a preview. Yeah,
3: and then segueing into the Europa League talk. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I'll let someone speak after this. Is <laughs> if they'd won the Europa League, it would have been the best season of Spurs's whole history for I don't, I don't probably know, since, since the double season. in sixty sixty one. No, yeah. since sixty sixty one. Yeah? yeah, yeah. So, so, and he would have been a hero. Statues outside. Um, all the all that jazz. Your stadium name uh, and born uh, winner, uh, yeah. yeah, born winner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It could have gone so right for Jason Mourinho, despite the the poor league.
1: But star. they lost but, to Zagreb.
0: <laughs> you
3: know, <laughs> you know, like
0: this, this Zagreb, this Zagreb stuff is so good because I sat there speaking to yourself, Harry, speaking to a couple of other people in, in in Jim Alcott's Discord, yeah, and. <laughs> We said like we had lost. lost. We would just lost the arc off. We so had. We, so we were a bit like, oh god, this is a bit of a bad night for us. At least we've yeah. still gone through. Like we look a bit. We've got a bit of egg on our face, right? Yeah, now. it was. And I, I sat there and I went, do you know what would really make my night if, if Zagreb scored again here? <laughs> and this is, yeah, this is when they were only two, when it was two. When it, well, what it was? What was it? It was two one on aggregate. And I went, yeah, it'd probably make me laugh if Sar- like make my night if Sargrave scored, and then about <laughs> ten minutes later <laughs> they went and scored. Oh, it's great! Just yeah, it was just brilliant. I-, I loved it, and I mean the rest of the night wrote itself, didn't it? <laughs> oh, my- do you know what I? I was so afraid of tempting fate
1: that the, the Arsenal game finished. Tottenham went to extra time. I-, I, I'm not putting this on because if I put this on, Tottenham score one goal, it's over because then they need four. I think if I put this on, yeah. Kane's gonna. Bear, he'd probably get a penalty for, you know, kicking it into someone's hand or something. Um, or put one in if his Um, And then it went to 3-0. I thought, oh, okay. This this is great. I'm putting this on now. And, and Tottenham had a late flurry at the end. But I watched the it? highlights of that game like afterwards because I wanted to see how the fuck it had gone the way it had. And honestly, from half-time until the half-time of extra time, or one minute or whatever it was after... Uh, that when they scored the third goal, there was one team playing football in that game, and for to- for a team, uh, Tottenham needed one goal on the night to force Saga to score four. I've never seen a team who, on paper, are far far superior to the opposition, play with such little intent, intensity, quality, none of those attributes for seventy odd minutes of a game, quite in the way they did. And where it leaves him with, with, with that squad and, and the fans, I, I honestly, I don't see how it can end well for him now. I really don't. Like you, You're talking about if he gets top four and wins the Carabao, it's a good season. But it's still unconvincing, isn't it? It's top four in a season where the bar's going to be pretty low, I think. There's a few teams that have struggled. Mm. That fourth position, West Ham are in, are in the race for it. Chelsea have had their own issues at various points this season. Um Arsenal have had a poor season. Tottenham themselves haven't played well in the league. And yet they could get top four. But fans will be back in Thank the ground. Thank you for not mentioning Liverpool in this. Listen, we... we yeah, we, we, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about them, to be honest. Oh, but I, yeah, <laughs> I'll throw that in as well. <laughs> That's
3: so telling, isn't it? Spurs fans I, I speak
1: it. to, I think part of it is because of his uh, affinity with, with clubs like Chelsea and Man United. Patience is wearing really thin with this guy. It really is. And part mm. of it is also the football they're playing is... It's terrible. It's really poor to watch. Um, you know, how much longer do we think he's isn't, got? Realistically isn't speaking, that,
2: isn't that as long typical... as he wants. Yeah, think that's he's not got as long as he wants.
0: Isn't it like that's typ- that's typical Jose? Like patience runs thin with on the club, and then eventually he gets fired. Like, like it's crazy what like um, George was saying about like Ollie and his man management. How he's one of the best man managers in the league, and how it seems like Jose is the complete opposite. Like, like you said in in that second half, I didn't. I don't think I really saw a Spurs player pressuring the ball that well like they they were attempting like i don't don't want to completely kind of rain on their parade but it wasn't like the sort of game where you could tell they wanted to go out and made sure they they held on to the win um the the only
3: other game for spurs that is comparable uh is the champions league final and that was a woeful game for spurs i don't think it gets talked about enough they weren't pressing like they usually were i don't know if again like Uh, Ali said it was because the Poch team gets burnout, and they were playing a half-fit Harry Kane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Um, but it was—I mean, for for the biggest for the biggest night in your club's history, the the performance was just not good enough. And maybe it's a uh, maybe the book has to fall on some of these players. I mean, Delhi Ali, Harry Kane even went
2: missing.
1: Yeah, they went missing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I I find interesting? Go. Sorry? Go on, Harry. Well, I was going to say, what I find interesting with, with Kane, because you mentioned him there, is everyone talks about how he has to leave Tottenham, right? Because he needs to win things because he's a world-class player. And and don't get me wrong, he is. And I completely agree with that. But why, when we're discussing Tottenham and their, and their failures over the years to, to win trophies, and even as recently as this season, in, in poor performances... Why do we absolve Kane of any responsibility
2: or blame for what goes on? I, I don't understand English. it. He's English nah, and he's
0: I, the best striker in
2: the world. Does yeah. no? I disagree. I disagree. I don't think is uh, Kane is much to blame at all. He's but in that creative. game, I- in like, that it, game, it's this season with without Kane and Son. Oh he, yeah, God. Where yeah. would where would Tottenham exactly be? No, no, it's, and I'm that, and I'm not. In some games, he will have terrible performances, but he does play. Yeah, yeah my, my every um, single game. No, no, I agree with you. It's it's it really is just the tactical, the tactical decisions Mourinho takes himself. I don't think Harrigan is much to blame at all. No, uh, I mean in uh, that
1: game he about... missed three good chances though. So not uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not a blameless
0: victim in all of this. Do you see what I'm saying? I want it. I wanted to mention that in terms of like, I know you said like Kane went missing, but like that keeper, some of the saves that keeper made, were no, I, yeah, I agree with that. like it was, it was mental. I mean, Kane had chances, yes, and I, I, I do agree with Ali in the sense of like, Kane cannot be held completely accountable. Like, you can't have the best striker in the in the world and have a like no. it's kind of like if Kane, like if Kane was the at the end of the day was the top goalscorer at the World Cup, okay, yes. It was penalties, we all know that, but it's an English player that got the golden boot. But we can't blame Kane for the fact that we didn't win the World Cup because it was down to Sterling not squaring it. And um, I've, I've what I would counter
3: yeah. to that, Luke, it is you cannot blame Kane uh, in the sense that the only reason they're there is because of Kane, right? Yeah, the only I mean, reason they're in these positions is because of Kane.
2: However,
3: and however. When they get there, and this is the
2: difference between a player and I'm a, a Chelsea fan, so I'm obviously going to name them. <laughs> what you a podcast to talk about Tottenham, isn't it? Uh, yeah, two Arsenal fans the themselves. Oh, it was no, definitely no, no. set up deliberately. I feel like
3: I've been I've been more sympathetic to, to Tottenham than a yeah. Perhaps uh, the difference between Kane and Drogba is that <laughs> final. I, I'm pretty sure mm. Drogba scored in every single final that he played it
2: for Nine Chelsea. and ten, I think.
3: No, nine in ten. That's an insane record. Yeah. And and obviously Kane was half fit for that Champions League. But when you're talking about knockout football, it's about moments. It's about mm-hmm. taking responsibility because that's all that you can't like. It, it's it's not a process. It's 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 a it's it's about belief. It's about um, it, maybe in your structure, in your in your in your game. But you've got to take the chances that come. Uh, and he doesn't, and I don't know why. And I don't. You. Can't, I'm not saying that. Uh, I will probably get. I'll probably get a lot of backlash for this because obviously saying that Kane is the fault is it's ridiculous because he's the, the one of the only reasons they're there is because of Kane. However, he just doesn't turn up. I don't know what it is. But it doesn't yeah. Turn up.
1: Well, look, it'll be interesting to see with the Carabao Cup final. Assuming he's fully fit and he plays, I, I don't want to hear any excuses. I know they're playing Man City. Man mm. City are a better team. But if he yeah. has another poor performance, I don't want it to just be, well, you know, Tottenham are poor, but poor old Harry Kane. I mean, having to play with, you know, we've not put him in a team with 11 punters from the pub. I mean, you know, like he, yeah, true. he's playing with professional footballers. He had chances come his way. He didn't put them in, right? And I'm not blaming him for their, their, their performances across the season. But I just thought it was interesting straight after that game to sort of go on Twitter or whatever and, and see pundits and other people tweeting and saying about how you know it, 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 poor old harry kane i, I, I yeah, just don't yeah. want to hear it on that occasion. it's the narrative isn't it that, like, it is the one narrative, of the world's best, yeah it's the
0: one of the world's best strikers may never win a trophy if he stays at that club and, he, and i think spurs will win trophies eventually in the next couple of years if they can carry on this with this squad but the thing that concerns me about spurs is is their youth i, I don't know a lot of youth, this could be again, this could be kind of ignorance from it. My, isn't they? I don't, don't have know any. a lot of the loose, yeah. They don't like, have any, they've got Tangana, they've got Roden, who I guess you could say is youth, he's 23. But really, where is like is 24? Okay, like Nendombele's younger than Harry Winks, but they treat Harry Winks like he's I know that a lot of Spurs fans don't like him, but they treat him like he's youth as well, yeah. So I think that's the thing that concerns me about this Spurs team. I think a lot are in their prime and that, that like game is games so going on. to be a tough game for them i mean they yeah. haven't got son i don't think i think he's got a hammy from the lot hamstring uh, ham, uh, hamstring injury so that could that's massive for them but they've got ability still in that team with bergvine possibly kind of show himself off on that left wing like we were talking about i just if they don't win the carabao it, it's now going to start to become a narrative of can this spurs squad win anything if with this aging squad yeah No, hopefully
2: not. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. As an Arsenal fan, hopefully not. I will say though, I will say
2: though, I think this is important. Um, Tottenham have shown in the past kind of year or so that they can bounce back from from poor moments. Mm. Yeah, if you remember in the summer, uh, the Athletic actually in preparation for the podcast because I do a thoroughly professional job. Uh, I read an article (laughs) on on the Athletic, um, which kind of described the state of Tottenham at the moment. And what what it was saying is, what was it was arguing for, like trying to stay positive, is the the. Remember last summer they lost three one to Sheffield United, yeah. Then went on to get like fourteen games out of the remaining eighteen, and got and got themselves to the Europa League. Um. So as bad as they are they are still capable of you know gathering that anger and, and producing something on the pitch as a result obviously that's not something you can rely on on the long term over season because you know you have to be good regardless you, you need to play football regardless um can't just be reliant on producing bad performances getting upset about it and then trying to, you know, turn that around and, and gather the, mo- the motivation from that. You need, you know, the motivations carry on regardless, right? But what I will say is that they are more than capable of trying to get around. And am I going to be surprised if they get top four? I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, very little is surprising in, in football at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not all bleak, I would say. They still have world-class players. They still have a world class manager, whatever we think. No, uh, I agree, Ali. I, I
3: agree. So
2: it's it's they are they are still they are still capable of of getting something out of this season, whether or not a Ray Jose Mourinho. I absolutely don't. But you, you know, just said he was world class. He is. He is. He like he has had one, he one of the greatest careers. Yeah, he's had yeah. one of the greatest careers of all, of all time. and We can't I mean, ignore that, despite the fact that he. He's, yeah, but I mean, just he know, terrible what... for years. But he's he's still you know Jose Mourinho, and I hate the the argument that argument. But you know, I'm just trying to find the positives in a very no. I just
1: I just look at it and I th- look. It's not comparable physically. Like managers, you know, they don't. Well, I mean, maybe they do some of them, but they're not going to decline physically across like 10, 15 years, right? That that's not an excuse. But the game evolves. I don't feel like he's evolving the way he's setting yeah, his teams up.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and absolutely. I look at
1: it and I think you know would I say Thierry Henry's a world-class footballer now? No, I wouldn't. And I sort of look at Mourinho in, in the same yeah. way. He was a world-class yeah. manager who won the biggest trophies on the biggest occasions. But yeah. if you look at it now, he won the title with Chelsea in 2015, uh, the League Cup and the Europa League with United. He hasn't won a trophy. Wenger won a trophy more recently than him. And he's in the bloody yeah. being being sports, sports studios team, yeah. in Qatar. So, I, I just... <laughs> I struggle to look at him now. I think he's been given uh, you know a reasonable amount of time now in between to get teams competing again and and he isn't anywhere near. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I just for me I can't I can't buy the argument that he's still a world-class manager. I really can't because I thought when he came to Tottenham he had, you know, as you said world-class attackers at his disposal and he would be you know I didn't want him for Arsenal, but when he went to Spurs, I thought, "Geez, he might actually get them winning trophies." You know, at least, at least short term, they might nick, nick a couple of FA Cups or something, and they oh, haven't okay. even managed to do that. Yeah. So, I'm just not convinced by him at all. But I hope they give him a ten year oh, yeah. contract and keep him for life. <laughs>
3: No, but Harry, I'm, I'm going to argue that I think it would be a mistake to, to sack Jose Mourinho at the end of the season. Yeah, because it will cost them, mate. It cost them. It'll, I, it'll I cost. They'll have to remortgage
1: like... half the stadium to, to, to sack him. But not even <laughs> like that. I think.
3: I think. Look, obviously the game's changing, uh, but that doesn't mean that old tactics can't work, right? And I, I'm not convinced by the narrative of Jose Mourinho is completely past it. I don't think you can get uh, top two. Uh, pushing for a title, ish, um, with Man United and a Europa League without being—I don't—I genuinely don't believe that you can do that without being a, a, a competent manager. With a I'm club. not
1: saying he's incompetent, but I just—again, who did they beat when they won the Europa League?
3: Well we, like, what we like—what is, well, what, is gonna me, what is Tottenham's expectations? So, yeah, to win an FA Cup. Their expectations. The,
1: the, your, their expectations for bringing him in were. This is a young, hungry squad at the time. A couple of years ago, they've they've lost faith in the manager, Pochettino. He's taken them as far as he can. The project's reached its end. We now need someone to bring in. We now need to bring in someone that's going to get us winning. And this is a guy that wins trophies. If he doesn't win anything this season, you know, I'm sort of looking at it. But
3: if he does, but if he does win the league cup, right? Again, I don't want to, to, to say that. Tottenham are a massive club and they should be aiming for top four. Well, well, let's not get carried away here. No, they are. <laughs> um, but they are, Harry, yeah, they are. But Jose Mourinho with a better defence, and I know obviously they're going to have to spend, but that's that's football. You either trust a manager or you don't. And if you don't, you sack him. If they back him with, with defenders ne- this summer, they're going to be a formidable team next year. And, be, uh, and on top of that, disagree. Yeah, I'm not okay. convinced. Oh, okay.
0: I. And maybe I we d- won't I get mean, to I don't. It. I don't know, right? So I just like talking about the stadium and that, and, and like and everything we were just talking about there. I just had a quick look, and it says it indicates that Spurs' total debt is about 1.77 billion, with Barcelona, Barcelona who are second in 1.3 billion. Yeah. How does that leave Spurs like set up for the future? Financially, agree, they're in but, like, big trouble.
1: Not entirely yeah, their own like, fault because they haven't had fans in the ground for, you know.
0: Do they like... need to, like, like I know everyone's having this conversation of Kane needs to go because he needs to win trophies, but do Tottenham need to sell Kane to no. help them financially? The right offer comes in. Ban- like, yeah, I, like I, I, I know everyone's bantering about Inter and, like, oh, they're going to win the league and then fold because of, like, they've left their club in financial turmoil, but they're 400 million less, like, better yeah. off than. What, what
3: what would uh, what I would say there just to counter that is they have only just invested in the stadium they do yeah. it they do sell it out to they will sell out it uh, or load out it sort of, uh, NFL matches They're, it's a huge cultural uh, hub it's the best stadium in the in the league it will make them a lot of money there's no they own it they it'll make them a lot of money mm. it's not like barcelona who have been bleeding money um and they're not building a new stadium they've all, they've had this stadium for for years and years and years and now they need to sell players and, and perhaps look at contracts spurs aren't like that they've got a really rigid contract system where they don't overspend the only reason they're in this much debt is because of the stadium which will eventually give them a turn of profit in in some sense. So I think they're okay financially. It's whether they want to add to the debt now in order to win things.
1: They might Mm -hmm. not. They won't. I'm certain they won't. But I think you've put it very well there and sort of shown both sides of their finances. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: Yeah. I I sort of... I struggled. I really struggled to see how it ends well for Mourinho. I, I, I just can't see any sort of situation where he doesn't get bombed out next season. I I can't see it.
2: I thought when he Carabao? would be March by December. Uh, Carabao is, uh, I think, mid-April.
1: It's the end of April, isn't oh, it? I'm sort it's of hoping to get fans late. in. in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, um, I
0: think
2: it's the end of well, April. I could be wrong. Let's see here. So they have Newcastle on the 4th. Absolute must win. Absolute must win, and mm-hmm. then uh, against Man United 11th, Everton on the 17th, and then on 5th of April at Wembley there Stadium. Manchester well, just kind of,
0: If Newcastle get relegated, I want Alan man But anyway, oh,
1: we'll go Good. on. We'll certainly. Do you know what? We'll, we'll have another okay. podcast where we talk um, transfer targets on Arsenal and sort of other teams, and specifically, we could go on about yeah. Tottenham all day. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And it yeah, might well paid. find itself in another podcast in the near future. Probably funny if they that lose we were, the Cowboy Cup.
0: Funny that we were linked with uh, that Orsich lad the moment he banged.
1: Oh, him. it's great, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so yeah. good. I reckon they've just done it deliberately to just mess. with Oh yes.
0: Yeah, it's quite
2: just <laughs> yeah we'll perfect.
3: have him. <laughs> um, I
1: love- but yeah we've been going just you know over an hour and a bit so we'll probably leave it there for today it's been a great podcast I mean I've, I've enjoyed this one a lot actually, I have to say <laughs> um, th- thanks to the guys for coming on thanks for making your cool. first appearance uh, Luke it's been a pleasure mate no and um, great, great to be here absolutely mate and I look forward to getting you on in the future and forward to forward. close this podcast I'm just going to leave it to Giorgio Chiellini to tell us all about Spurs cheers and see you on the next one
0: yeah yeah uh... But Tottenham is the history of the Tottenham. Uh, they...